When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Healthy Versus Toxic, the podcast where licensed mental health professionals explore what makes a relationship healthy or unhealthy or even abusive, all from a scientifically informed perspective. Hello, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question is, what is cognitive therapy? So when we refer to cognitive therapy, we're really talking about a type of cognitive behavioral therapy developed by Aaron Beck. It's based on the idea that we can change our thoughts and our behavior, and that will result in changes in feelings. So in theory, cognitive therapy can be used to treat mental health symptoms and mental health disorders. Cognitive therapy is arguably the most popular version of CBT. REBT is fairly popular, rational mode behavior therapy developed by Albert Ellis, but cognitive therapy is, I think, the most popular. It has the most research behind it. Now, to understand cognitive therapy, you have to understand the cognitive model. And the cognitive model presented in cognitive therapy is fairly precise. It starts with the idea of the core belief. So the core belief is a belief that's deeply held. It's usually relatively simple. It's a basic belief. And it's formed through childhood experiences. Most core beliefs are positive. But in the model of cognitive therapy, the types of core beliefs that lead to problems are usually negative. When we have core beliefs, these automatically generate intermediate beliefs. So core beliefs are deeply held, and intermediate beliefs are somewhere between core beliefs and what we refer to as the automatic thought, which is what we're thinking right now. Intermediate beliefs are attitudes, rules, expectations that individuals have, and sometimes these can be distorted. If the core belief is inaccurate, the intermediate belief will be inaccurate. Intermediate beliefs are carried around by individuals, and when they encounter stressors, life events that are stressful, automatic thoughts come into existence. And these are thoughts that just pop into somebody's mind. And again, most automatic thoughts are helpful and positive, But the ones that are based on negative core beliefs and intermediate beliefs are negative. And these lead to reactions. These are affective reactions, behavioral, cognitive, and physiological reactions. Sometimes these reactions can become another stressful event combined with another intermediate belief or the same one and result in an automatic thought. And this chain just continues. This cycle continues. In cognitive therapy, there is this idea of the cognitive triad. And this says that a lot of mental health symptoms come into being because people have distorted views of themselves, of others, and of the world. So that's the cognitive triad, self, others, and world. Also, cognitive distortions are a fairly large part of cognitive therapy. Cognitive distortions are consistent errors in thinking. So when we look at a lot of different 
intermediate beliefs, in particular in automatic thoughts, we can see a pattern arise. So there's specific thoughts that occur and specific beliefs that were there before the thoughts. But we can see this pattern, and a lot of times we'll see these errors in thinking that tend to reoccur. That's a cognitive distortion. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife, Maggie, and son, Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence. And give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. Another element of cognitive therapy is the schema. And this is really a filter. And it's how people see themselves, others, and the world, the cognitive triad. So the idea with the schema is, most of the time, it filters information in a way that's helpful. But sometimes, it filters information in a distorted way. So this is where we get cognitive distortions. So the idea of the schema is central to cognitive therapy. Now, there are a number of techniques in cognitive therapy. It's a highly structured, well-developed, precise therapy. There's a lot of information out there about cognitive therapy. The Therapeutic Alliance is probably one of the largest components of cognitive therapy. We can think of the Therapeutic Alliance as fairly similar to the one we would see with person-centered therapy, with Rogerian therapy. Identifying automatic thoughts is a technique in cognitive therapy. Evaluating evidence to see if someone's beliefs are really rational. Another technique is self-talk. And in cognitive therapy, this is referred to as the adaptive response. And the adaptive response fits into the cognitive model in cognitive therapy. It's between the automatic thought and the reaction. So the way it works is if a client has an automatic thought, shortly after they have a reaction that's undesirable, the self-talk or adaptive response is a planned response, a planned thought that the client thinks in response to the automatic thought. So again, the automatic thought is automatic. It just pops into somebody's mind. The adaptive response is planned. It's ready to go so that when the automatic thought occurs, the client consciously thinks the adaptive response, whatever that is. And that disrupts the cycle. That changes, especially over time in theory, that would change the reaction. So the adaptive response or self-talk is really a key technique in cognitive therapy. We also see challenging core beliefs. This is a technique in cognitive therapy, although this isn't a technique we see a lot. The core beliefs are considered to be, again, fairly deeply held. So it's considered worthwhile to challenge core beliefs, 
But if there's no success there, then the therapy moves back to looking at identifying the automatic thoughts. It centers more on automatic thoughts, the stressors, and the intermediate beliefs than it does on trying to directly challenge core beliefs. As I mentioned, though, sometimes challenging core beliefs can be successful. So it's thought of as worth trying. It just doesn't always work. Other techniques include identifying cognitive distortions, problem solving, behavioral experiments. So there's a behavioral component to cognitive therapy, acceptance, and homework. So as I mentioned, there are a large number of techniques in cognitive therapy, more than I listed here. It's a refined model. There's a lot of information about it. It's an interesting theory. So cognitive therapy is used to treat a wide range of mental health disorders. We usually think of it as being used for depressive disorders and anxiety disorders, but there are other disorders it's used for as well. And as I mentioned, it's probably the most popular type of cognitive behavioral therapy. And really, it could be considered one of the most popular therapeutic modalities of all, even outside of just the cognitive behavioral therapy modalities. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Ars Longa Media. The executive producer is Dr. Patrick Beeman. For more content, please visit our website at arslanga.media. To leave feedback or suggestions, send an email to info at arslanga.media. To find more content from Dr. Grande, including a link to his YouTube channel and his other Ars Longa podcasts, visit our website at arslanga.media. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as medical or mental health advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardnopodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard note.